what's up guys this is andre here with chase with the eighth episode <laughs> of the jujitsu junction podcast and the central idea that we will be talking about today is how the jujitsu landscape has changed over time and what is expected now of beginners and white belts and up to intermediate like the whole the whole landscape has changed from boring to exciting <laughs> from boring to a different kind of boring if you're somebody who's outside of the sport right <laughs> like it's all just weird looking roles <laughs> it went from holding someone in your guard until you can strangle them to rolling around <laughs> and trying to grab yeah, someone's foot <laughs> true but uh so I would say that uh, jujitsu has just gotten way more developed and com complicated, right? Yeah, because of those competitions, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just because people are gaming the system, and there is just so many different ways to develop beyond like, you know, the jujitsu basics that was taught like two decades ago. Yeah, I think uh, what, when when the Gracies came, like their big push was uh, the self defense side of it that. Right. That you could be the the smaller, weaker opponent in the disadvantage position, right. and still have a have a way to survive. And not only you know, and I think that was actually that was one of their first big pushes was in survival, right? Like uh, you can survive with jujitsu. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a part of the 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 mythos of yeah. That was their marketing, of, right? Yeah. That's what they really pushed up. They were smart with that. Yeah, they for sure. Freaking geniuses. <laughs> like wh whether or not they actually created jujitsu there is some debate but they they definitely popularized it right and they they got there first they they started like this they they started the the gi based training and everything was based around closed guard and like basic like heavy pressure sim simple submissions before people really understood too much about the submission grappling game in general they started that development right so like during that period of time there was a lot more priority placed on things like the guard everything was based in the gi like even if you were somebody who was trying to do like early mma like they even wore gis in the ring right yeah but th that was to relate it to to the normal person right like to say like because a lot of times the fights are, you know, no shirts. They're not wearing much clothes. So I think that, that that's an, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that was, uh, that was a marketing thing, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. It, I think that plays a lot in marketing, right? Like, uh, it's it's connected and it kind of brings it to home. I mean, I, I loved it. the only part that I loved about watching when Gracie would fight in the UFC was when he would choke somebody with his gi. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like he that's, did that. I'd his uh, his oh, Ezekiel choke. Yeah. Oh, he he was doing that. Oh, no. he Ezekiel choked. Yeah, you haven't watched it in the U. Oh man, no, I haven't. I, I have need, not. Hey, hey, if you haven't watched it, you listen. Uh, now don't. If you go watch him, I mean, it, he's on his back. He gets punched a lot, but he uh, he ends up submitting and choking every every one of them. Uh, he he dominated people. It was awesome, but he would like literally be getting obliterated um, on his back and just stay calm, stay calm, and end up getting a submission. Uh, I think there, there's a. I think in Charlotte at the Grady Cole. I think he uh, fought and got an Ezekiel. It was in Charlotte. From his back, he had an Ezekiel in both his sleeves. I had no idea. Uh, I may be making that up, but I'm pretty sure. 
<laughs> well, someone might correct you in the comments. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, listen, you guys definitely know way more. I was picking uh, Andre. We talked about this topic. Like, you guys probably know way more about the original, the the origins. Yeah, the origins of jujitsu. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Right now, we're just we're trying to set like a a background that we can understand like how things have changed for beginners. Right, uh, being a jujitsu white belt was. It was hard, but it was fundamentally a little simpler back then because the technique set was different. The things that were considered a guard were different. Like nowadays, there's so much emphasis on wrestling. There's so much more emphasis on leg entanglements. There's so much more dynamic passing. Getting back up. Getting That's... getting back up. Just stand up as a thing. <clears throat> <laughs> that's one of the reasons why you know jujitsu boring sometimes some of these competitions with the rule sets they're allowed to stand up and stand you know when you're both standing up that's a neutral position neither of you is an advantage mm -hmm. so it usually is a lot of stalemating and a lot of uh stalling calls yeah. there so yeah yeah uh i mean jujitsu is only really a spectator sport for people who are in the sport yeah um but yeah, so so like jujitsu has gotten more complicated and navigating being a beginner, I think is much more complicated than it was before. Just even if you simplify it and just say, we've added leg locks and then leg entanglements in general. It's a whole other 50% of the body. It's a whole other 50% of the body. <laughs> and, then, and then we add in the emphasis on being able to wrestle. And that's a whole nother discipline that like before it was only very barely covered and a lot of the times it was basic judo instead of basic wrestling and there's a lot of similarities between the two right but <clears throat> you yeah, have that, to that, you have to be so much more developed like, that was the primary takedown base right in, yeah, in judo, the beginning was in, judo because it, it was really and that would be the argument because japan is the other possible origin of jiu-jitsu right is that the I don't know that the, much about this. Uh, I think so. I think because it's uh, because there's a lot of jujitsu s stuff in judo. When, yeah, when for you, sure. When you I mean, ju judo is the parent of jujitsu, yeah. for sure. That's the parent martial art. I don't know. Who, I don't know who to credit. Hmm. Just, just, just putting out there. Just <laughs> but yeah, so I just don't like the whole red red belt thing that, that Gracie's do. That's funny. Is is it only the Gracies that do that? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I, you have to be. You have to have their blood lod to be the red belt. Like, ah. I, I thought it was just you have to bring something significant to the sport. Uh -uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think you have to be Gracie bloodline. Like you have to. That's the only way you're eligible for red belt. We need to look that up. Then we need to. Yeah, we sorry. we do need to look that up. It's it's <laughs> not it's not particularly important to the discussion no, we're but, having, but it is it is interesting, right? <laughs> so. So like what there's just like this been this big shift in prioritization of all of these different aspects of grappling. We've added to the grappling pool of skills that you need to have as a whole to be considered good at jujitsu. And now now that jujitsu has become more complicated, how are we supposed to navigate all of those additional skills that we're supposed to have if we're going to be good at jujitsu because you can't be good at jujitsu if all you have is a closed guard and like a basic mount and side control game the way it used to be yeah you're not really used to i remember when i started it i was told that was you just got to be able to survive and kind of escape everything mm -hmm. like 
that's your goal as a white belt. I know what we do to our white belts now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and, and like, I'm, I'm going to sound like a, a stodgy traditionalist when I say this, but like, God, white belts learning leg entanglements terrifies the crap out of me. Like you yeah. for sure. Yeah. Normal people that aren't, training for a living it scares me yeah Bad. so so i'll like, tap to a, a white belt's like oh i tapped yeah yeah you did you got me <laughs> you got don't me. ever leg lock me again <laughs> but you got me <laughs> yeah so so like what are we like in most gyms like it's it's transitioning to where people are learning leg entanglements at white belt people are learning that they have to be a part of um, a part like they have to learn wrestling in order to be able to keep up with the other people that are in the sport that's that's driven by competition right yeah. uh, competition you've got a uh, uh, cheat code right it's like a cheat code you're learning leg locks in the beginning and you're able to go into an intermediate and advanced competition yeah um I went to a bunch of competitions over three years, and that was probably the biggest disappointment. Um, I saw guys that were just better in jujitsu, and I guess if, I've heard the argument, well, that is jujitsu. But you know, they were better in. But the guy underneath, I mean, it was a submission only, and intermediate allowed leg locks, and the guy underneath literally all he had was leg lock. He tried for leg locks for fifteen minutes, and he finally got one. Yeah, did no other jujitsu. Did, didn't attempt to do anything else. Wouldn't take other things. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. But uh, that—that's kind of you, you have to have an understanding of it, um, or, or you're getting your ankle or your knee, and you don't want to go to work the next day With injured. Them. Yeah. Uh, so you have to learn it. You have to kind of stay on top of it. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, that's so why we teach it. That's why Jeff. So the reason why at, at our school, the reason why we teach what we teach is if they're going to go compete, then one hundred percent they're going to see it. Yeah. So we have to. We kind of. You know, otherwise, he probably wouldn't show people leg entanglements until brown belt, probably. Yeah, like he he would keep time. that stuff away. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but he can't. You can't have all of your students getting mangled no. on the, in competition, like actually mangled. If if they don't know what's happening, and then and then uh, then someone hits something like brutal and fast, like an esteema lock, or if they do a heel hook or anything that's like. That's quick, and if you don't yeah. know, you don't know anything about it. The right? last, uh, the last event we had at our place, uh, one of our guys was completely smashing a guy, and uh, he's a blue belt. It was a blue belt match, but the tournament rules that, that you know the show that brought it on, it was a sub only. Mm -hmm. Everything's everything's open. Yeah, you know, and he he got heel hooked. Um, I think it was called a. Something super, a uh, goat hook or something. It was something I interesting. Don't, don't it was like remember. caught off the side. And, but it was, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But it was, I mean, it was supposed to be a blue belt match. Yeah. And it was something, it was some specialty goat yeah. hook from the backside. And, yeah. I mean, it, it is. And, he, and, it, is. And, it, and it crunched his hip up. Yeah. It didn't even, he, it didn't even, because he was like, he had never even seen it. He'd never been, you know, so it, and, it stunk because I talked to the matchmaker and I was like, "Hey, you know, this guy's a a blue belt. You know, we're trying to and obviously the guy underneath it, that's what the guy does is leg locks." Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so like survival is so much more complicated now. And, and like in order to keep this, this sport accessible to white belts that want to compete and also still be able to stay safe, what, what are, what do we tell people? Like, like if you want to win, just leg lock them. Like, like, It's, it, no, it, that's, that's that's tough. Yeah, Listen, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I have a coach who's watched me compete a lot. Uh, I'm better than a lot of people that I've lost to in ninety percent of the jujitsu game. Yeah, you know, and uh, leg uh, get better at. We got to get better at them. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, we got to get better at them. Um, it it kind of stinks. It, I guess from from a if you're assessing yourself when you're getting better at them. Uh, just make sure that you're not – people get caught up. Uh, you're catching people in leg locks. So the reason why they don't get taught early as well, I know in, in our in our our academy, um, is it usually stunts your growth. You, you, you get – you got kind of a cheat code. You get good at something. So they, they, they don't they, they don't learn how to – they don't focus on guard passing as much because they sit up sit back for heel hooks and they sit back for leg entanglement. So. Yeah, I mean specialization is – super helpful and it doesn't even have to be a leg lock specialization just specialization if you get one technique to a purple belt level when you're a white belt then you're uh, you're doing pretty good yeah. you know you just you just have to get to your game first but things start to fall apart when you start hitting people that are well developed yep. and you don't really in most decent schools you don't you don't get to a purple belt and above without being relatively well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, there many, a, we laugh, uh, at the guys where it's like, once you get past a leg lock, it's like, a, okay, literally yeah. a submission, but that's what they have. Yeah. That's their special, but there's guys that are guillotines the same way, you know, all the above. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one at our gym who's an arm bar guy. I give him three or four arm bars and once he misses on its own, you know, yeah. so there, you're going to have specialists in it all. We just, I, it's it's going to be super important for that white belt for protect you. Know, yeah. Super important. I can yeah. super important for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean like even even in in competition when you're protected by the rule set, you still have to realize cuz they might they might fall back on their training and heel hook you anyway. Yeah. You know, it's so it seems like you know the two major things that have been added to jujitsu that have made it more complicated is the emphasis on neutral that judo and wrestling being highly integrated into jujitsu has brought. And that's not as fundamentally unsafe. Like there's some things that are pretty gnarly that can happen to you, like getting spiked on your head, but that's really pretty unlikely. Yeah. it's uh, The wrestling side is a little tougher as far like it's not as, yeah, it's more like tough. It it, it isn't going to really get you in, in, in. Yeah, they're not they're not going to destroy your knee. Yeah. At least it's much less likely. Yeah. So so when you're con- when you're thinking about it from a safety perspective, it's not as absolutely vital that you develop that skill set yet. Like I'm thinking about first year white belt. First year white belt. What do they do in order to, you know, navigate this much more complicated grappling landscape? And it seems like you have to at least learn the fundamentals of how to get disentangled from leg locks and see them happening. Yeah, yeah, you got to be familiar with every one, just familiar enough to to see it coming, uh, to 
to understand the direction you have to turn. Yeah. Um, if if there's, well, there's a, there's a couple, uh, at least in my head, do I straighten my leg or do I bend my leg? Do I push the knee? Uh, do I turn to my right or do I turn to my left or into it or away from it? Right. Um, do I attack the hands and then can I get their knees below my knee line? Yeah. So like, you know, and there's different orders and all, but that that's kind of the checkpoints. Yeah. Um, so I think you, know, you just got to have enough understanding to know where their hips are on your knee line and which way you need to turn. Um, yeah. And these are, these are things we'll, we'll cover at, at some point in the near ish future on the channel. <clears throat> Not obviously not on the podcast, but, mm -hmm. but these are concepts we're going to go over. And when that happens, I'll, I'll link to it in the description, maybe put a card above. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, you need to, you need to understand the, the fundamental concepts of leg entanglements in order to at the very least recognize them. Like right now, I feel like there are a lot of ways that I can personally improve that don't involve going deep into the leg game. So all I'm looking at is how, what should I be doing to defend, um, recognizing what's happening so that if a visitor comes, that's a leg lock specialist, I have time to, at the very least, yeah, that's big, right? at the very least tap, <laughs> right? whether, whether it's a visitor coming to our place or if you travel, yeah. um, you know, uh, because the nor the norms on leg locks are yeah. so different and, in every school. And I I, I love usually uh, when you start jiu like you kind of get to the, like oh, it's a new love, right? So you, you you go on a vacation, and I recommend look at look up the place local. Um, I've got to train up some of the man. I, I didn't know it until after, and I looked the guys up that some of the best gyms in the country, uh, just being in a certain area. So look look that place up, but that be ready for that. Um, <laughs> the you definitely will have to defend your legs. That's probably something I would ask. We we talk can a lot of times when I'm on the podcast with you. I talk about communication. That's probably one of the things that I would. If you travel, make sure you uh, you talk about it. Even in your gym, though, right? Even if it's somebody new, you can probably ask them. Hey, uh, you know, or tell them, hey, leg locks, no leg locks. Yeah, uh, le legs or no legs. Yeah, legs or no legs. That, and that's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. Um, hopefully, your gym has a a baseline rule on that but you know you can that's have, not that's not like posted anywhere though no no like it not, is not, place, not, no. not even in like <clears throat> relatively responsible gyms dude. yeah no and what? we're i think we're adamant about it quotation but but not really yeah you know we we, we so yeah yeah it's still you still have in, in our place you still have the expectation of being able to recognize its coming so that you can open your mouth yeah well and i yeah. i make sure that i if it's something I communicate with everybody, I make sure that, that you know right now, if me and you rolled, you know if we're going hill hooks or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we've yeah. talked about it before. Yeah. We're okay. We're comfortable with each other. So we can go through a list that, you know, so I, communication, make sure you communicate in your gym, and especially somebody new. I, man, where I'm at, at you know, in my journey in jiu-jitsu, I'll still look at somebody and ask them, you know, yeah. how, long, how long have you been training? Okay, cool. Uh, man, no leg locks or, yeah. Hey, are you, are you rolling leg locks? Yeah. I only know. Okay. Well, let's just do And there's, there's two different kind of, uh, categories. You have straight and yeah. crooked yeah. straight leg locks is like knee bars and straight ankle locks. And that's usually allowed up to blue 
blue belt, right? Like that's usually all that's, that's allowed at the blue belt. Yeah, yeah, straight, straight, straight ones and knee bars. Yeah, okay, and then crooked doesn't happen until purple belt. Yeah. As far as competition, yeah. sorry, yeah. as far as competitions. Yeah. So, a lot of times I'll even distinguish that with people, and and even in our, within our gym, I have that line. I think I think maybe we even start off at first at straight straight ankle locks and knee bars, probably. Yeah. I think so. I remember us rolling. We we would hit knee. We haven't done that in a long time because now it'll come toe holds or <laughs> toe holds or heel hooks. I'm grabbing people people's feet. Yeah, it's kind of a weird fetish with people's toes. No, but. no, no, no. <laughs> crunch. <laughs> anyway, like I mean, I I just heard that uh, like like coach said, you know, you start with toe holds in order to pass the guard, and then you uh, if you can get to a straight knee bar, you can do that. So he was like, Those "These are, are the these are the fundamental two things that you do in order to learn legs." So that's all I've been doing. So don't don't so ruin holding. my image online. <laughs> that's all. I've been doing. <laughs> that's all I've been doing no for the lock. legs. No, for the, the, no, okay, there we go. Thank for the know. legs, oh, I'll wrist lock anybody. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, so like. Um, so for, for, for beginners, at the very least understanding some of the fundamental principles of what leg entanglements look like, just the anatomy of the positions. So there's a lot of value there. Just, just understand the anat- anatomy of the yeah. positions. Yeah, so, that's it. so yeah, I mean, for the first, for the first 12 months learning like the, the normal fundamental jujitsu that everybody goes along with and then talking to your talking to your partners about legs no legs if you if you if you have no experience and probably for the first year you shouldn't be rolling legs anyway <laughs> right no. so so but understanding it enough now to, rolling legs is different than drilling legs i'm not saying you shouldn't you yeah, know, dr- get a, drill get the a legs, set of uh, sure. series and work you, you should probably do that yeah you know that's uh, that's how you learn how to yeah. navigate it yeah you're talking but, about rolling like live where yeah live 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 leg locking is a different animal because mm-hmm. everything's quick um and if you're rolling with someone who has something specialized you're not gonna you're not gonna see it yeah. so yeah. anyway so do your normal jujitsu understand enough about legs to avoid danger and it's not actually like like it almost sounds fear mongery like this this episode, but it's not. You just th- there's there's normal there's some very simple things you could do like understanding understanding when to straighten to push uh, to push push their hip hip line. We should down. do a, we should do a quick video in the next week on that and just kind of we can hit all the, yeah just those the anyway. just the just the concepts. Yeah. So so we'll we'll do that in the near future. Um, but yeah, just just like some basics you don't have to know how to do them you just know how to need to know how to defend them at least for a few seconds so that you can you can verbalize or tap or both right anyway so um let's see is there anything else here yeah i mean jujitsu change would be more complicated things are more dynamic there's just a whole lot more breadth to the grappling yeah. that's well re- wrestlers <clears throat> insert wrestlers to anything you know in there the way they compete uh <clears throat> is gonna <laughs> raise the stakes a little bit yeah. um you know just in the the way you train yeah. you know, just the way jiu-jitsu is trained um yeah. 
it has to be more takedown defense oriented, you know, guard attention oriented. Uh, Wrestlers are, you know, you you have to be, you you have to be knowledgeable those positions, um, just like that. So, uh, you know, that's just as important. You you could man be really good at leg entanglements and wrestler take you down and and pass your guard, put his head under your chin, you know. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) and it's it's gonna take time to be able to deal with either of those things. Uh, so I feel like the beginner phase of jujitsu has gotten longer. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Like, like that, used I, that's to, better. That's it's broader. Oh, you yeah. know, it, the beginner yeah. stage of jujitsu has gotten broader. It's gotten that's wider. True. It is. Yeah, it is that, wider. Like, it's a. It's more of a foundation because you're gonna. You have to have a. <clears throat> you have to have a broader understanding. You have to. You're, you're not waiting for, the other half of the body. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> so broader yeah so we're gonna uh in the next couple of podcasts we're gonna kind of dive a little bit further into the wrestle up wrestling component of jujitsu and like kind of break that down and then the other one we will go into is how the presence of leg entanglements um have changed uh what i have it right here so let me just yeah, like it's it's gonna be like when when we should be learning the leg entanglement skills, and when we should be learning the wrestling skills from the point of view of a beginner. So, well, and in what right? We'll talk a little bit about kind of the direction you should go to, right? Yeah, for for <clears> each yeah. of each of those. For things. each of those, we're, yeah. we're gonna so give we you something. Kinda, yeah, at least an outline to know what what you should focus on. Yeah. Um, yeah, just even knowing what yeah. to focus on, like. If even if you don't use the resources we we build, he'll at least be able to seek out the right resources, yeah, right? For sure. So anyway, um, thanks for listening to this eighth episode of the Jujitsu Junction podcast, where we talked about the change in what the landscape looks like in Jujitsu and how it's um, how it's turned out over time. So anyway, I will see you in the next one.